Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. We're all wrong. It's Saturday evening to you, wherever you're checking us out. All over the place on the BetQL Network. Or maybe even on Twitch at twitch.com backslash BetQL. You can check out my dimple. Not multiple, just one. I have one dimple and one lazy eye. So if you want to see what that looks like, check it out. Brendan Tobin, much better looking. And then you got our producer, Jake Noaker. What can you do? Um, Coming up to finish off the show, we'll go ahead and take a preview and see what's uh, looking ahead to next Saturday night, Vegas 68. Sergey Stevok takes on Derek the Black Beast Lewis. And then UFC 284, we mentioned a little bit, Volkanovski versus Islam. Those odds, they are a-changing. I'll tell you exactly what's going on in our final segment. But big news. Lots of fight announcements this week, This week, Brendan. And one of them is not official, but is being teased very heavily, including by the guys themselves. It looks like we're going to get the ultimate fighter, Conor McGregor, versus El Kakui, Tony Ferguson. And I'm as excited as anybody for Conor coming back. And I would watch Conor fight Nate or you, or a lion. I don't care. He's Conor McGregor. I'd watch him fight anybody. But I have less to no interest in him fighting Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, dude, let's be honest. Tony Ferguson shouldn't be in the promotion. If he wasn't an icon, if he didn't have a pretty good relationship, or at least a long-lasting one with the promotion, he's he's Donald Cerrone. Like, he's a, he's a has-been. He's a guy that was really close to being the guy several times. But he's not anymore, and I understand it. I get it. They need Conor McGregor to beat somebody when he comes back. But did they have to give him this guy? Terrible. Terrible. A lot of it, I don't disagree with you, dude. Like, it's if, if out of all the options they could have gone with, Michael so many Chandler, options. So many options. Get, go get Nate back or do Jorge, all these options, and they're going with Tony. Who just keep lost going, an dude. ATS, keep, keep, you know? Keep going. Tell Patty Pembroke to get real fat and fight him. I mean, yeah, Dustin like, Poirier. I'm like surprised Cody by a couple Covington. of things. I'm surprised by a couple of things. One, I'm surprised that Connor's going to do the ultimate fighter. Like, I like, they must be paying him a boatload to do that. Right? Because is that is that, like, just a research? Like, here's our Hail Mary to make the ultimate fighter a thing. I mean, like, you know, that feels like it's been supplanted by Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. I certainly don't watch The Ultimate Fighter like I used to. Um, 
And then the idea that it's Ferguson, like I know that they have some personal beef because of uh, the breakup from a, from a management standpoint with uh, with Paradigm Sports. So there's some juice there that certainly could be. I think it'll be a good back and forth fight promotion. I just don't know. I don't know how many people have that appetite. It's funny you mentioned Don Cerrone because it felt very much like, all right, Connor's going to fight Cowboy, but Cowboy, you know, felt like he was on the back nine if already not on the 18th. And uh, it feels very much like Tony's the same way. So who can we give him to just get Connor a win? That That is very much what this feels like. Um, unless, like, you know, unless Tony can somehow drag this fight into deep water somehow and get Connor tired. Producer Jake, since you go to those shady websites anyway, see if you can find us some weird website that has odds for this. Because before we find out, what do you think they are? I can't believe that I would say Conor McGregor would be a huge favorite in this comeback fight because of all those guys that you mentioned, whether it was Poirier, whether it was well, basically anybody but Nate. If he comes back against Nate, that's kind of a pick him for a million reasons. But if it was Chandler, if it was, heck, even Masvidal, like he's, Conor's going to come back, I think, as an underdog. And this one versus Tony Ferguson, who hasn't won a fight since the Nixon administration and doesn't have a chin anymore – and is one of the more, like, even in that fight versus Nate Diaz, it was fun, but very robotic. And ultimately, Nate ended up choking him. So I just don't, I, I don't think, I'd be shocked. By the way, what if Tony Ferguson won? If Ferguson won, he's not oh, going anywhere. And then Connor is done. So if Connor loses this, to Tony Ferguson, a lot of pressure. On it. An interesting twist. You're saying there's a lot of pressure on Connor on this one. It's almost well, no, a don't lose. I mean, it's a can't lose. Be more, there would be more pressure if you're fighting Michael Chandler because he might just kick you in the face. With Tony Ferguson, if he catches you, dude, he's pretty slow and robotic at this point. And I sound like I'm disrespecting Tony Ferguson. He's one of my all-time favorite fighters. But all that is past tense. We'll see with Connor yeah. also. We haven't seen we haven't seen what he's looked like. A lot of the it, rinse and repeat what we were saying with John Jones. I mean, look, look, you're talking about two guys that were running this the running the lightweight division four years ago. You know, like between you know tony versus khabib never happening i mean if we would have gotten this fight then how thrilled would we have been that we would have gotten tony versus conor mcgregor i don't think people would have thought conor would ever fight tony just based on cardio his submission game all of that stuff i feel like people would think that conor would avoid somebody like tony i just it's just a case of i don't think he's got that in him anymore sometimes it just feels like when you're shot you shot tyron woodley it just feels like when you're done you're done Donald Cerrone feels like when you're done, you're done. Like it, it's outside of like some moments, uh, you know, maybe that round before he got his face kicked off by Michael Chandler. Like we have not seen Tony look like that. Tony um, Jake's given us the odds. He says right now, Connor would be is minus 300. Tony's plus 50. I'm honestly surprised. It's not uh, more wide. Me too. Me too. Like Connor should be, especially because it's Connor. People want to bet on him. Now you can't make it. Too big. Well, I suppose you can because your boy Jorge Masvidal has a fight coming up with Gilbert Burns. And you look at the odds for that one. Right now, Gilbert Burns is minus 500. And for people that like to bet but don't really understand the numbers quite yet or they're new, the way that works is if you want to win 100 bucks, you have to risk 500 for Gilbert Burns. Right. The flip side of that is you can make some pretty good money if you put down $100. You can win 400 if you take Jorge Masvidal. It is kind of weird that we're seeing these boxing type of odds for these big UFC fights. Most of the time when we see these main events, it's a plus 180 or a minus one, you know, whatever it is. We get a lot of pick These are very one-sided, at least on paper. 
I got to be honest with you. If there was a boxing match main event that I could get, like it was like a minus 500, I'd be thrilled. Like, wow, that's actually competitive for boxing. That's what like, I'm saying. You know, like sometimes you're looking at like minus 1500 for the favorite. It's just like, it's, it's crazy. Some of the odds you'll see uh, with how non-competitive the matchups will be in a main event. But I almost feel like by the end of this, like they'll look very similar to those Gilbert Burns Mosfidal odds. I think that, you know, once, people uh you know once once the action really comes in on it i just feel like the tony disrespect is gonna get to uh, to a point where maybe i'll even think about throwing something on him just because like maybe maybe no 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 as a good friend of mine and somebody that kind of cares about your money because you know you're a good family man don't do that i've done that a little submission just a little connor goes into something no that's exactly what i put myself into no, remember because, and then he looked good in that first round versus Chandler, and I'm texting you boys in our group chat. I'm like, told you so. See, it's gonna go the distance, and Tony. But then, then he got his face kicked off. So no, that's not gonna. That's not gonna. Although according to the odds, it's more likely that Tony Ferguson beats Conor McGregor than Jorge Masvidal beats Gilbert Burns. And I tend to disagree with that. And it's more because I don't think Tony has anything left. I wouldn't. Look, as much fun as I like to have at Mazadal's expense, he has fought a bunch of beasts. This is another one. And at some point, when you're used to that type of competition, it's not like he's taking a step down, really. Like, when he, you're talking, this is the same quality of fighter that he's fought now. When's the last time that he didn't fight? So, this is going to be Gilbert Burns, Colby. Then you got the two fights. He had two against Usman. He had, yeah, I mean, who did he fight Nate- before that? Like it has been an absolute Nate. Nate Madison on and finished him. He knocked out Ben Askren in five seconds. You, you, Probably you, Darren. To be fair, you if, could argue. I would say Darren. I was going to say like Nate Darren, might be the exception to the rule. I would say like that was the last time we probably thought Darren Till was going to do anything was versus Mosfidal, and and remember Nate, uh, Till knocked him down in the first round after Jorge kicked him right in the junk, and then uh, then. Jorge put it on him and that you know started his magical 2019 but it's been a while for him I get it like Gilbert's hot Gilbert has a lot of skill sets I I feel like it's a little too fat for for Masvidal I think it's a little too disrespectful but I get it I I, I'm not I'm not saying I don't think it's outrageous that he's that big of an underdog um but I I definitely feel like Tony I, I I definitely feel like the Tony because we just haven't seen him look competitive it's not even just a matter of losing like he's been losing and hasn't like won rounds dude he's looked like that more recently um you know but then i guess if you look at it on the other side gilbert has looked like a killer and connor really hasn't so is that that probably plays into it too like maybe people just believe like you know what connor's just not that good anymore and maybe and he's and let's also not forget is coming off of a devastating injury so you know you know, maybe I will play that Tony Ferguson submission that night, dude. No, I don't, 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 do you really think that he could beat a uh, a Colby Covington? Do you really think that at this point in his career, he can beat any of these, a Michael Chandler, even these names that were thrown out there? I, of course he could. But is it likely? No. 
this fight is very, very, very likely that he wins. How many eyeballs do you think are going to be on that? Like, us geeks are going to be watching it, and it's the return of Connor, but it's kind of the return of Connor. Like, there's not a whole lot of danger, feels like, on the other side. My interest level was going to be a 10, not knowing who the opponent was, and now that I know who it is, it's like a 3. Really? It's gone down that much? Dude, Tony Ferguson is well, what came get, up with. Dude, Again, dude. your son has now had three lessons down there on South Beach, right? He's been doing a little BJJ. Get him in there. If they need him to be Tony? Yeah, he no, did the, with he did the other. Oh, well, he might. No, here's the problem. Your son might beat Tony. That's no, it. It's not, not going to happen. <laughs> he might beat him. It's not going to happen. No, I'm saying. I think the thing that's going to be interesting is is the the ultimate fighter. Is this going to be something that oversaturates it, or is it going to add to the drama? Like, is it going to be a really really fun buildup, and we're going to really want it because it's definitely going to be the first ultimate fighter. I, I'm at least going to start watching. For the first time in a long time, I'm going to fire up my ESPN Plus and check it out because I didn't watch. What was the last one? Was it Amanda versus Juliana? Like, I didn't watch any of that. And yeah. that had some juice to it. I didn't watch any of that. Um, so I'll definitely check that out. And, and I think it will be a good fight buildup. But, you know, I, I do agree. I, I do think that they could have gone with a lot sexier options for sure. Um, you know, but man, I might put some money on that Tony submission, dude. I You're think I'm feeling it, dude. Stop I that. think I might, Stop dude. That. No, don't, don't, don't do that. You're throwing your money away. Uh, but you, I wonder what you're going to do with your money when it comes to Israel Adesanya versus Piera Perea. One, two, three. This is now technically the fourth time that they fought each other. Izzy hasn't won yet. And I'm looking at the odds. And Izzy's, it's not like he's like kind of a favorite. Right now, he's a minus 150 to win this fight. It feels like if you're trying to put, it sounds like you're trying to throw your money away or like put it down on something. Maybe betting against Izzy would be a little bit smarter since, you know, he hasn't ever beat this guy. I'm not saying, I'm just saying maybe that's a better investment. I get it. I understand why you would completely go with the law. That's like the Chael Sonnen logic. It's like, we know what happened. Why are we betting another way? It seems stupid. Uh, I get that. I think with Izzy, it's just a case of like, it. I, you know, we, is he smart enough to, get through the next fight without making the same mistake that he made this time around. And I do think that, yeah, you got to give him some credit that he's that good a fighter that, yeah, he could finally figure out the Pajeda riddle that's been, uh, that's, that's been, you know, hanging over his head. If he doesn't like, if he, do, the, the thing is, if Pajeda has shown you, he just needs a moment and he looks like just one of the most devastating hitters in the sport. It's just different. The way that, you know, he hit Sean Strickland and he buckled, the way that he hit Izzy, and it just really looked like it rearranged him. And, you know, Izzy will sit here and say, oh, that stoppage was BS. I'm sure we'll hear a lot of that in the lead-up of this fight. But he's got to be careful, dude. He's got to be super careful this time around. Um, and you got to wonder for him. Like, you know, he hasn't had that grand offensive output and looked like that dangerous guy in a little bit. So can he, can he execute with the same – you know, type of confidence when you know that this guy has dusted you in two different sports. That's a good point. Like, when is the last time we saw Izzy look like Izzy? I mean, it, there's no Whitaker. way that has to go all the way back to the Okay, Whitaker. I thought it was Whitaker. Be I mean, they, he has Whitaker. He has Whitaker's number. Like, but no, you know, he's we've been there's been plenty of fights where we're like, ah, he's on cruise control on this one. You know, he there's plenty of those that he has on his resume too. That's the weird thing about him. Like, he's one of the all-time 
most interesting highlight filled fighters. But then again, he's got those fights versus like Joel Romero comes to mind and even the Anderson Silva fight to some extent, the Vittori fight, like, eh, you know. But then again, he's so dominant, you can't really hold it against him. Israel Adesanya versus Pereira right now, plus 130 for the champion. Uh, Mazadal Burns is on that card. Also, Mazadal plus 400. Gilbert Burns is a heavy favorite at minus 500. Kevin Holland versus my boy Santiago Ponzinibbio on that card. Raul Rosas Jr. taking on Christian Rodriguez. And then Rob Font gets back on a main event card, takes on Adrian. You'd be jealous if it's down here, dude. That's all in Miami, we think. Hopefully that goes down in Miami on April 8th. Uh, Speaking of Miami, that's Brendan Tobin. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Coming up next, we tap out right here on the BetQL Network.